0: Hey everyone, this is Nicholas Wynn Matthew Essington, and Alex Brock with Tabletop Shenanigans. And this is going to be our first podcast. Uh, would you two please introduce yourselves? What's going
1: on? I'm Matthew.
0: Hey, I'm Alex. All right, today we're going to be talking about the new GW game, uh, Aeronautica Imperialis. Well, what are your thoughts on that, Matt?
1: I think it's a lot of fun and very one-sided.
0: <laughs> Why do you say that?
1: Well, Imperium seemed to have definite advantage in every game that I've played or seen played.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's just rough, because those orc ships just need to be so close to the Imperial ships. But, like, bro, they have last cannons.
1: Yeah, the, the problem comes to the fact that you're hitting on fives, at best, sixes, and then with orc ships, you're wounding on fives, at best, in most cases. Unless if you're spending lots of points on rockets.
0: But you get those nice maneuvers now. You get so many more maneuvers, and I just feel like orc ships really have the ability to do everything from the level flight, which is basically going straight and then turning, all the way down to the stall turn, which is pretty good, I think. They can literally flip on a dime and be facing backwards like, yo, what's up? With Imperium ships, they really have to struggle to get where they need to go. Uh,
2: how do those like maneuvers actually change kind of the game, though? Because I mean, I don't know anything about... Aeronautica. So that's why I was kinda, you know, curious that you guys talked about this.
1: It's pretty simple. Uh each unit has a particular set of maneuvers that they can perform. Like the Thunderbolt Fighter is the most agile plane in the game thus far. It can go all the way up to the sixth maneuver, a stoop. Um Which is basically
0: what? Like for the people that who don't play Aeronautica, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, it just gives you more maneuverability. You get to make two pivots and change your direction in one of four ways at the end before continuing to move. It just makes you um, very maneuverable for facing.
0: And that's really important because in this game, it really matters where the front of the ship is compared to the back of the ship. Because some guns, they shoot only from the front and some shoot from the back. It's really awkward, but it makes it really fun shooting other planes from your butt.
1: Yeah, for, for first-time players, you'll probably end up spending the first two or three rounds just not shooting at each other, trying to maneuver your ships to point at each other. As you get more accustomed to the game and more familiar with the different maneuvers that you can make, it becomes a lot easier to get into a position where you have at least some ships in arc at all time, and that's when Orc players seem to flounder, because as soon as an Imperium ship is in medium range and gets an orc ship into arc, it's almost guaranteed that it's going to go down.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. That last cannon is wounding on twos, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, it's ridiculous how strong the Imperium ships are. Yeah, Wounding on twos, and on a
1: six, it does two damage instead of one, which would just take a Jet right out of the sky.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy? Dacajets only have two wounds apiece. Yeah.
1: That's that's another side of the imbalance. It's not only just the uh, power of the weapons in the Imperium side, but the number of wounds available to the Imperium ships.
2: That kind of sounds like normal, forty K,
0: to be honest, <laughs>
1: right? It's, it's true. Us Orcs.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so you get five Orc ships to the four
0: Imperium ships. And what which box did you buy?
1: That's just the intro book. There, uh, the. Uh, Aeronautical Imperialis Wings of Vengeance box set.
0: That's cool. Yeah, how much was it? Like ninety bucks, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's eighty nine ninety nine.
0: That's cool. If you, I know you guys. If you guys don't know already, but there are actually seven or eight maneuvers in this game, but two of them are unused. Uh, they're not used by the Imperium or the orcs right now. We are specking that there's gonna be some Eldar shenanigans. Because those maneuvers, man, they're crazy. They go like 360, 180. Like they make all these weird maneuvers. It's actually kind of cool. Like, where do you think, what do you think is next for Imperial, um, Aeronautical Imperialis?
1: Definitely, or- or definitely Eldar. Uh, probably Eldar and Dark Eldar variants of ships. Probably see some Crimson Hunters. Uh, maybe even some Hemlock fighters, would oh, be interesting.
0: Oh, no. I, oh, boy. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't imagine them bringing in uh, Psychic into this particular game. But just even if they didn't, the flamers on the uh, on the, the Hemlocks hemlock yeah. would be pretty impressive in this game. But I imagine short range and front arc only.
0: Basically, this is basically Elder Fly Spam 2.0. So... If I'm kind of getting a sense of this,
2: uh, I kind of play. Have you guys played Gothic Armada?
0: I think Matt has. I don't think I've ever played it before. Have you, Matt? A little bit. I dabbled.
2: So the a second game back. is a lot different than the first one. Not like by too much, but like kind of in like meta, and the kind of maneuvers are kind of like Aeronautica and mm-hmm. how everything moves It's kind of real time based. And Eldar destroy in that game because. It takes, like, the force of the thrusters to move everyone to their sides because the ships shoot from either front, the the sides, or the front or back. And Eldar can literally change from forward to back in a single move in one second. That's crazy. It's actually ridiculous. Like, they they get so much maneuverability with that. And not only that, they can actually go through a webway and then go completely out of, like, distance if they wanted to. I mean, some other ships can do that, but almost every Eldar ship can do that. Every Eldar ship can go, can go from forward to back 180 immediately, and half of them can go through like webway gates.
0: Basically, Eldar are dumb.
2: Eldar are dumb in every game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Eldar, I, Eldar are dumb. I imagine if they bring Eldar ships into this, Crimson Hunters are going to be kind of the in-between of the Imperium. So the Imperium, you have good shooting, bulky ships, but not uh, a lot of speed. More maneuverability. Yeah, yeah. you have more maneuverability, but uh, not, not necessarily as much speed as the Orcs. Uh, The Orcs, on the other hand, have lots of shooting, but it's very ineffective in most cases. Uh, But they're very fast and easy to get...
0: uh, And lots of shots.
1: Lots of shots. But easy to get into different altitudes quickly um, and move away from the Imperium ships. I imagine when Eldar come in, they're going to be fast and hard-hitting with all their bright lances and star cannons. Uh, Sounds about right. But they're probably
0: going to be winning on sixes, though. Hopefully, right? Like... Like, it just sounds like Eldar's the best well, in everything they're in.
1: This, Eldar Flyers are very potent. Um, I imagine that their Bright Lances and Star Cannons are going to be probably wounding on twos and threes, just like last cannons. They're In 40k, they do have the same power as last cannons. They're Strength 8, Strength 9.
0: You think they'll um, be a short-range army,
2: then?
1: No, I imagine they'll be a mid they'll to be long range. They'll be
2: very mid-long to long range, yeah. High maneuverability, long-range. I could totally see it, and with with mover,
1: with maneuvers like the bank and the wing over, uh, I imagine that they'll be easily always in medium to long range if they so choose to be.
0: Man, it's ridiculous. Maybe
1: they'll
2: have like a disadvantage if something gets close. So, for example, like orcs can go against Eldar so because the moment they get near them, they can't shoot their bright lances because maybe bright lances can't shoot from this distance maybe they'll add that into the game
1: so that actually is a part of the game now Uh, oh it is last last cannons only can shoot one shot at medium and no i'm sorry it's uh two shots at medium range and one shot at long but their last cannons cannot shoot at all at short range
0: okay and short range is basically four squares away if you if you don't know the game the game is a hexagonal based and basically every ship follows the rule of if it's zero to four squares away it's short range uh, 4 to 7 is medium range. And anything 7 plus is considered long range. Okay. So that's what we mean when we say that some ships are medium to long or some ships are short to medium. That basically describes like what range they're effective in. Orcs have like two shots at medium range or um, long range. But up close, they get a staggering eight shots per ship. And then the of Jets just, whoo, they have big oofs.
1: Yeah, they, they do have a lot of shooting, especially in close range. If you can maneuver them around, which they, they are pretty maneuverable with their high speed. Um, if you can maneuver them into position, they can put out a lot of shots. It's just, it takes some practice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise your first game, if you have the opportunity, to play with the Orcs until you get the hang of uh, the different maneuvers available and changing altitudes and speed.
0: Oh, yeah, man. And, and I think the other part of the problem is some of the Imperium ships can shoot from any direction. Like, it's not a lot of the ships, but, like, they each have at least a gun, I think, that can shoot no matter where you are in relevance to where the plane is. Which I think is really dumb. But, hey, that's, that's the nature of the game, I guess. Um, so, anyways, Matt here wants to talk about a really... I'm gonna say controversial topic.
1: It is a little controversial, and uh, I don't know that everybody will agree with me.
0: But uh, I certainly don't.
1: <laughs> there are uh, a lot of people ever since Gilliman received a point drop that says that Gilliman is now to be sit upon your shelf and not to be played with again. Because why would you spend 350 points when you could spend 260 points to bring Calgar and a lieutenant that does effectively the same thing? Um, my point being, though, is that. Gilliman got a 50 point reduction. And the only thing that changed on Gilliman was you no longer reroll all failed wounds, but reroll wound rolls of one.
0: That's pretty big, though, right? Like, it, it changes a lot, I feel like, to the meta, right?
1: It, it, did, it does change a lot of the way that people play. There's not so much that uh, Iron Castle that uh, Ultramarines are known for, where they just have all the vehicles and troops pile up around um, Gilliman and march up the table. I do imagine it's going to change up the way that you play Ultramarines, but I don't think that Gilliman is going away. Mm. He's, he's 350 points. He has 6 attacks base, 7 on the charge with our new Shock Assault rule. Pretty uh, good. Pretty good. He's strength 8 base with his weapon. And if you have a Psyker in the mix, you can make him strength 9. With Might of Heroes. With yeah. Might of Heroes and 8 attacks. 6 attacks base, 1 plus 1 on the charge, and then plus 1 for Might of Hero. So 8 attacks, eight strength attacks. 9, AP minus 4, flat 3 damage, and on any wound rolls of 6, you're doing D3 mortal Wounds.
0: Can you guys guess what Matt plays? Because <laughs> it's Ultramarines. If you guys didn't catch it by this point. <laughs> I don't know, Matt plays a lot of things. Yeah. I do play a lot of things. But, but Ultramarines is his favorite. <laughs> I do like Ultramarines,
1: and I really like Gilliman. Um I mean, not only does he also just give that reroll roll all failed hit rolls, now which is big, it's not That's I'm true. sorry, all, all hit rolls, not failed hit rolls.
0: Yeah, but call does the same thing for one ninety points. I understand. But he
1: also has a twelve inch bubble for all Imperium. So when you go if you add that little bit of suit, you're adding plus er, or re-rolling ones in a 12-inch bubble and then you're also re-rolling uh or plus one to charge within that 12-inch bubble as well
0: but you wouldn't bring soup if you're playing ultramarines because you know that now that they have doctrines and stuff so it makes it hard to soup with space marines i understand
1: i'm not saying that you should soup with space marines it's just the the, with the 12-inch bubble for all imperium that means even the instead of having to iron castle around him for that six-inch bubble you're still getting uh, a re-roll one bubble up to 12 inches away from Gilliman. That means wherever he stands on the table, you have a 24-inch radius around him of re-rolling mm. ones kind hit.
2: That's kind of big, Yeah, I'd say.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of people forget about that ability because it's not the re-roll everything, but re-rolling ones in a, in a giant bubble like that reduces the number of captains you have to have sitting around the table to re-roll. Um, you can spend more points on the, a... A captain that's souped up with some relics, like the Teeth of Terra, that can chop through a whole squad of guys by
0: himself. Okay, but counter-argument, Gilman is bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gilman is good, though. I mean, he's he's exactly the cost of a gallant. He can't be targeted, unless if he's the closest. And he puts out easily as much damage as a knight
2: gallant.
0: Okay. I mean, sure. I just... Less strength, but same
2: damage. It's actually,
1: point. technically, he'd have the, the more strength base if you're doing the stomp attacks. So he'd okay. actually be doing more damage because strength 9 versus right. strength 8, the stomp. Now, granted, when you're talking about a gallant, you're using a fist. Um, so you're strength 16, which is a little bit more effective against vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. But just the,
0: the Only wounds knights on twos, no
1: big deal. <laughs> true, true. But, you know, with,
0: with eight attacks. <laughs>
1: And hitting on 2s, you're rolling 1s. AP minus 4, you're cutting through any kind of tank you touch. And then on 6s, you're doing Mortal Wounds on top of the flat 3 damage. Uh, He definitely has the power to rival any gallant.
0: Yeah, sure. But, like, I just feel like for 350 points in Space Marines, you could have bought a Repulsor. You could have brought a lot of other neat toys that the Imperium has. Yeah. So why Guillemin in comparison to all the other... Imperium things.
1: Guilliman by himself is an army. It's just be honest. He by himself can march across the table and if you if your opponent decides to shoot at him and his three up save and his coming back to life on a four plus Good luck. it's a win on you yeah, if luck. they don't shoot at it he's going to get there and he's going to chop anything he touches into pieces
2: yeah i mean i know that for a fact but like personally yeah gorkanauts <laughs> are <laughs> 315 <laughs> and i guarantee you i walk that down the board one turn it will die the next turn exactly.
0: have you ever been guillemined if you do yeah, please, please reach out to us <laughs> <laughs> One yeah. eight hundred. One yeah. eight <laughs> hundred. <laughs> <Giamman> plus. <laughs>
1: but uh, on the topic of Space Marines, we have this new supplements that have just hit. Uh, we have what Space Marines and White Scars. Right now, we're getting
0: Space Marines and White Scars. <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Marines.
1: Ultra Marines and White Scars. And we're also getting. Uh, now we're getting Iron Hands and Raven Guard. Man, and, uh, there's a lot of speculation that Iron Hand Codex is going to be the absolute best Codex in the game. Uh,
0: I, I agree. I agree. The Iron Hands update, Iron Father Pharaohs, 110 points. we to be at 110 points. It's ridiculous. I'm excited. I've got um, – I've definitely done my pre-orders. Only
2: 110 points. That is ridiculous. High Marshal Hellbrecht is 150 points, and – I mean i would say he's very good but 150 points for a chapter master kind of feels bad I mean, essentially when he's essential to black templars almost essential to black Templar armies if you're running them the way you want to run them especially with the new buffs
1: yeah well i mean it's just simply put that the the way the new tactical doctrines are working some armies are getting more benefit from the these supplements than other armies. oh for sure for oh, yeah. sure like uh well this is the first first Army that we're seeing that's starting their buffs in the Devastator Doctrine, which everybody has to start in. Uh, there's add to right now, there's no way to force yourself into a new doctrine
2: on turn change. one.
0: They need to change that for sure. I think the problem with White Scars was the fact that they do really well in the Assault Doctrine, or is it the Combat Doctrine? It's, My bad, it's, it's the Assault, assault Doctrine, doctrine. Yeah. Assault, yeah. but. That that takes two whole turns to get there. You're
1: talking turn three before you reach maximum effectiveness of your supplement, which is really So late in the game, yeah. Especially when you're playing a Space Marine. I mean, your toughness five with all your bikers, but you're only two wounds. I mean, you're talking about a... Well, Riptide comes in with a heavy burst cannon. He's got strength 6 shots, AP minus 2, flat damage 2. Um, you're going to lose some bites really quick. If you yeah.
2: randomly end up going against an Orc player with flash kits, yeah, flash I mean, kits. that's going to suck, to Lutas. be honest. Lutas are gonna Lutas, cut right Lutas will Any, cut, right yeah. really gonna cut right through. Anything with damage
1: 2 is really just going to cut right through that particular army. And not being at maximum effectiveness until turn 3 is really rough. And, and I don't then,
2: see Primaris yeah. I don't see bikers being a thing, just because. Wait, the, you stop that right now. Oh, we're not, not going to start that. Uh, <laughs> I
1: could actually see it in the future because why I, not? Why uh, wouldn't they? When they run into better ideas, they're going to just want to sell more. So why not give us well,
2: Bikers? Well, if you think about it, see knobs are knobs on bikes are the, almost the same thing as what Primaris on bikes would be. So if you actually think about what how good knobs on bikes are, with being overpriced as they are, I think they are orcs one of orcs best units. They're extremely overpriced for how many amount of models they are, but they are still toughness five, three wounds a pop, yeah. four up save, and a primary spiker is going to be a three up save, hitting on threes, and they're going to have what uh, like dual bolt rifles on each one. That's just disgusting. I can just imagine it. They'll have like forty points per model, and that still would be worth it, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, especially for an army like White Stars, they have especially three, three wounds per model would definitely change the fact that. You need to survive till turn three, and right. that would definitely give you more survivability. And they
2: look like a threat, so they're going to shoot them first. Yeah. Because who wouldn't? Have- but
1: the uh, the Ultramarines obviously got a really good one, where all their units can move. And still shoot normally all of your vehicles, all of your... Which is insane. Red Knights. Uh, insane. Uh. The only problem, though, being that, again, you have to wait until turn two. So turn one, you're not necessarily at maximum effectiveness. And the Which problem is fine. the problem with that is... is
0: Just got to work out the kicks in the armor. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, <laughs>
1: it promotes you using
0: more uh,
1: marine-based armies in ultramarine. Not so much vehicles or anything with heavy because you want to get to tactical doctrine two which is the or, I'm sorry, the second uh, doctrine, which is tactical doctrine, which promotes rapid fire and assault weapons. So bringing any big stuff doesn't necessarily benefit that, whereas what we're seeing with uh, Iron Hands is their maximum effectiveness is in the Devastator doctrine, which is gonna give all of your heavy weapons and grenades the plus one AP, so I mean, all their vehicles—crazy! All their yeah. vehicles are going to be. I mean, think about—you run a couple Razorbacks, you got twelve shots with twin assault cannons, uh, AP minus two now, and they're not taking penalties for moving and shooting. It's going to be a lot of
0: shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. <laughs> uh,
1: we, we expect that uh, there's going to be a lot of people playing in tournaments. ITCs coming up. Uh, here in the near future with some wildly different painted Iron Hands armies. We're gonna see lots of blue, <laughs> lots of blue, blue iron, iron hands, red iron. Lot lots
2: lots of, of green iron hands. I can oh, see that man. those Dark Angel players are crying right now. Yeah.
0: Speaking of speaking of dumb space marine chapters, what's what's with <laughs> oh, my God. boys the Grey Knights? Like <laughs> oh,
2: no.
0: do they even get a shock assault? they do do do, right i
1: think they get the shock assault so they get the plus one attack on the charge obviously they don't have any doctrines yet uh none of of the other right non-codex marines uh have gotten a tactical doctrine yet which kind of hurts
2: blood uh, angels
1: Blood angels. space willis uh obviously dark angels so
0: we're talking about loyalist chapters here oh sorry sorry sorry. (laughs) so the chaos dark angels i can totally
2: see them going any doctrine to be honest yeah I can see them being Devastator. I can see them being Assault. I can see them being Tactical. They just, they're they a very versatile army, which has a lot of th- things for all three of their factions. I just don't like their like specific... Only rerolling ones, if they don't move, is kind of bad for an army that can just buy a captain and get the same
0: thing. Oh, yeah. It's so, rough.
2: And, I mean, one of my... My brother plays Dark Angels, so I would think that... He thought that it would be nice that each different part of the army, Deathwing and Ravenwing got different parts of, like, different buffs, which nah. would help that side
0: of the army. Because yeah. exactly. that, would make, that yeah. would make
2: sense, because... Nope, they all share one buff. Yeah, they all share, you know, <laughs> don't move. Like, reroll ones. Guess what? Half my army is bikers. Sorry,
1: Ezreal. Half, half my army's bikers, or half my army's terminators, and they have to march across
0: the table to, to fight you? Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, not a good uh, mix-up yeah. there. Yeah, four-inch movement? Rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's five inches. They're huh. not catafactory. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank... Thank goodness I have a five inch move. Yeah, <laughs> Can advance while I cry, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's rough being a, a, a Terminator these days. We need, uh, yeah, we, need sure. we need, Terminators. Sure. We, need, uh, we need to, see something for for our old friends, the Terminator. Sure. Need, uh, for,
2: for friends,
1: the Terminator. <laughs> Doom T five, T five, that's it. him T five, and I'm happy. That would not that be that enough. Would, that would, that that would, would help not. tremendously though. Just being T five.
2: Gravis, Gravis is so good now. Yeah, with
1: everything being T5, I mean, that's why we've seen these big jumps. We've seen lots of Aggressors, uh, lots of uh, the Intercessors. Yeah, but Aggressors
2: are also really good. They're just – they were good before T5 and – I mean, they were good before like the added wound. Yeah. To him, um, so
1: yeah, aggressors just got that bump to T five and an extra wound each. That that's was, why that's why everybody's loving on them right now, and dude. they're cheaper. Yeah, and then with armies like Ultramarine starting on turn two, all their weapons are getting armor penetration, and they count as not having moved for the purpose of shooting. Right. So they're always double tapping,
2: and they can advance, or they can advance for free. Yeah, Jeez. which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Which and they're only they're actually. Fifteen points more with the with one more model, Gravis. Uh, yeah, aggressors are fifteen points more with six models, than five Terminators with thunderhammers and storm shields, which is. But thunderhammers I mean, and storm shields are great. You get three up in If you saying, if I'm going to get Smack people, okay. The only army I was think in my opinion that benefits from thunderhammers and storm shields, and that can deep strike with them are Black Templars because they can reroll any failed roll. And that's the only time they're useful. Because to be honest, are you going to spend that much for a Terminator just to fail your charge?
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got command mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got
2: command I got points, one too. re-roll.
1: Yeah, because we all, we all know a 90s <laughs> charge is the most reliable thing in the game.
0: Yep. Listen, let's just get custody's rules. Let's just get that rule where each Custodian model can break up a squad and they can all do separate charges.
1: That would be pretty cool. I'd be up for that for custodies. I
0: think- can see that for Terminators too, actually. Yeah, term- it would be perfect for Terminators for That'd sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that'd that, be that. something. It'd just be a lot more you have to keep track of in the game, then. I mean, yeah. It's fine. I mean, Custodians can do it. Space friends can do it. Terminators do it. are basically but those, I mean, those are, those are essentially <laughs> right? characters in the yeah. Custodes. They all have four wounds. They're essentially like a, yeah. a yeah. lieutenant, a captain, yeah. something running around. Whereas you, know, you can't have a squad of five Terminators drop down. And then you have five guys running around. At I guess toughness, it's fair. toughness four with two wounds. <laughs> so what, what are we all of a sudden? We're all of a sudden we're, uh, we're Eldar. <laughs> yeah. No. Can yeah. we talk Speaking about of Eldar, let's not. Psychic Awakening.
0: Oh, no. oh boy.
1: <laughs> Who's hyped for some Psychic Awakening? We're seeing some new plastic models from things that we've never seen before. What's I don't a, like
0: what's, what's, uh What's plastic Eldar range? Yeah, for right. eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: So we're getting what? Uh I like the new banshees finally I saw the
0: Incubai model actually. That looks yeah. sick yeah. as heck. Yeah,
1: Incubai. I've seen a lot of fun memes for that one where he's been kayaking and he's, kayaking. <laughs> he's been kayaking. The, just the way that his,
2: his blades stick out, he looks like he's okay. uh, I think they I think right. they did him dirty. Yeah, they did but, him dirty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who they did dirty? They they put that one Eldar model without mask on. Bro, he is butt oh, ugly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like, Oh, Odar without mask. So now they can make him Yonari, and I'm like, I kind of like the mask.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Especially on the Howling Banshees. They're yeah, they're really kind of cool. really cool mask. They literally have an ability called Banshee Mask. Uh, you can't take off the mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we, we've dodged Elf in the room, but can we talk about Raven Guard for a second? Okay. Speaking of um, <sighs> edgy models. <laughs> yeah, edgy
1: that, that hair. Do you see the upgrades for him? Yeah, so I saw it. You get the uh, the super uh, the super edgy haircut on the... Uh, chapter Master, but you're also getting it in your upgrade spruce. So you can have, <laughs> you can have three guys running around
0: a- that doesn't to be a uh, uh a <laughs> like emo rock band. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Earth, Earth, that
1: that mid nineties, early
0: two thousands. <laughs> Do we even know anything about the rules? That's okay though.
1: Um, I actually don't know anything about Raven Guard at all. I don't even know when their tactical doctrine uh, buff activates. I imagine it's probably in the assault phase. Uh, It's another Assault Doctrine that's getting buffed. So, again, that's another one that's going to... That one won't struggle as bad because you have lots of opportunities for Deep Striking. Uh, With all the Deep Striking opportunities, you could come down Turn 2 into Hiding and then Maneuver for Turn 3 assaults.
0: So, what's really cool is they they, they get a lot of actually not bad things. So, they have a relic called Raven's Fury. It's for a Jump Pack model, right? But a model from your army with this relic can be chosen to charge even if they advanced and that's pretty good oh also you can re-roll charge rolls for this model which i think is insane it's pretty good, that's and actually really pretty good. And it's just on a single. Well, I mean, you put it on a single model that, like a captain yeah. or something, like a smash captain, and be like, "Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's hey, good?" I knew it. <laughs> yeah, right. I knew. And their warlord apparently they, they have a special doc, uh, special warlord trait that lets them ignore Overwatch, which I think is insane.
1: That's pretty good. I mean, this going back to what, Blood Angels and their their Angels Wing ignoring Overwatch is really big. When you can absorb. Like uh, a whole squad of tau shooting,
0: and the, all the uh, for the greater good probably too. Yikes. Also, oh, so this is the this is their doctrine. So whilst the tactical doctrine is active, when resolving an attack made by a model with this ability against a character unit, you can add one to hit rolls and wound rolls. Oh, that's actually man, it's in the okay. tactical
1: doctrine. That's really yeah. good. That's so really, really good. To turn two when they are deep striking. Yeah, they're they're active. And, uh, so, they're
0: kind of like assassins. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's flavorful. It matches them. It does. It's, it's actually really good. I That's can see cool. that
1: being a, a viable option um, for potential Space Spring players. I don't know how competitive that will be, trying to just get to characters, especially in an ITC setting. Right. Unless if you're going Headhunter right. or Kingslayer, for I sure. don't imagine that being the most important thing. But for just casual play, taking out characters is always usually. Uh, a must. The win,
0: yeah. Right? So what do you guys think, who are the last two armies are going to be? Because there's supposed to be six... Black Templars. Black t- <laughs> I'm I'm calling it now. GW
2: likes Black Templars more than Imperial Fist. And Crimson Fist put together. Uh,
0: you can tell Alex plays Black Templars if <laughs> so you haven't yet. I mean,
2: I've always liked Black Templars before I got we'll into Salamanders is one. Oh, yeah, We're that's right. Yeah, we they, some leaks. they got some, I don't know, they and got some it's, subpar. It's, I'm sorry, it's got to be Imperial
1: Fist. It's, 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 mm, it's
2: a founding chapter, but we all know that those founding chapters don't even have, like, named characters. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, <coughs> Night Lords. <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, Conrad Cruz is pretty cool. Yeah, but he's, you know, dead. <laughs> <laughs> so is, uh, so is, uh, Leman Russ, but, I mean, everyone, every day, oh, Leman Russ is coming back today, I mean, guys. It's like, not like there's... 20
2: night lord books with 600 characters they could put in with i don't know full disclosure oh, alex bad. also really likes night lord uh, my bad black legion with another character oh yeah a <laughs> raptor by the way
0: <laughs> well though this will uh this will wrap up our first week's podcast um once again um uh, we are tabletop shenanigans with nick matt and alex and we really hope you guys so enjoyed it.
1: A question in it. It was, like, <laughs> uh, who are we? Uh, yeah, right. If we're uh, Nick and, uh, uh, and the guy over uh, there. I think maybe Alex. Right, yeah, we're all here. <laughs>
0: okay. uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you all next
2: week.